You are listening to They Must Be Destroyed On Sight. The following podcast contains adult language, adult situations, and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often. You've been warned. Now, take it away, Dr. Rausch. They must be destroyed on sight! back and it's another intermission this is intermission 29 and uh i'm here with paul how you doing sir hello and uh we just decided to do a fun little thing uh this is this is more in uh the the podcasting realm of what paul does all the time we we don't get to do it as much on they must be destroyed on site but uh we're gonna be talking about some slasher films and uh, we decided hey let's do our top 20 favorite slashers we're gonna be talking about a lot of slasher films Mm -hmm. yeah Throw some honorable mentions in there. Paul went overboard on the honorable mentions. I think I got like uh, not even ten. You got what twenty or something 20, like that? Yeah, I. Uh, well, I we then you wanted to do like a top twenty uh, slashers. So I got twenty slashers that are in my tops, twenty slashers that are in my honorables, and the worst slasher of all time. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think of on what would be the worst slasher of all time for me. I'd have to like. Uh, so I have, I have, and I'm, of course, I don't live in the world where you people live, where the the 2000s ever happened. So these are all mm-hmm. old things, all right? Well, that's that's good because I, I think that will, I think my list will contrast with yours a teeny bit at the very least. Like I do, I do have a couple modern films on here, uh, modern in your eyes. So you know, from like 1990 on onwards, that is so <laughs> modern. It really is. It's disgustingly modern. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, we might as well just jump into our honorable mentions first. So uh, I'll let you go through them, Paul, and, oh, and, yeah, and talk about fine. them. Uh, it's, well, my problem is right now is reading my own writing. Mm. Okay, the struggle continues. Now I'm just going to go through a couple honorable mentions here, and they are probably going to not contradict, but kind of echo maybe some of the ones that you picked for your favorites or whatever. And I understand okay. that. Yep. But I don't really feel Friday the 13th is in the top categories. I don't okay? either. So I have Friday the 13th Part 1 is a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful. And Betsy Palmer, I met her. She's a wonderful woman. She, and that's where it should have ended. And Annie was the hottest bitch in the whole place. And I I really would have liked to do things to her. <laughs> I but do like Annie. My yeah. favorite uh, Friday the 13th was actually Part 7. Oh, really? It was the Carrie versus Jason. I really just, I, it just took that 80s level, you know, that next crazy 80s level. It took Zombie mm-hmm. Jason, which makes sense, and it just took it to that next level. Okay, we got another one The Mutilator that Doc okay. just fucking loses it. The Slayer. Mm-hmm. Superstition, as we covered on the thing. Yep. One of my favorite shot on, on uh, VHS's, Night School. I have on. Uh, oh on, yeah, with uh, Rachel Ward chopping yes. people's heads off. Yeah, 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 very good. Night school, slumber party massacre, mm-hmm. always a good time. Sleepaway camp, horrible sausage fest. I really wish. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm thankful the uh, the sequence the sequels took care of all the the lack of tits because they just bombarded the fucking thing with it. Mm-hmm. But, Fel- but Felicia Rose, of course. 
Pledge Night. The whole soundtrack is nothing but Anthrax, which is pretty fucking <laughs> awesome. Um, right here we have Happy Birthday to Me. I always found that to be a little fun one. Killer, that is, that, is that the... Is that the... Is that That's the... Ki- the Kill the ki- Bloody Birthday. Yeah, blo- birthday oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Happy Birthday to yeah, Me is the one... Birthday. Yeah, okay. 1981. Uh, Driller Killer is a dirty little bitch of a film mm-hmm. that I've always appreciated, but it's definitely not in my tops. It's just one of those nasty, dirty little films. Uh, the Killer, it just it has one of those things where I don't know if anyone will actually like you ever. Like, you know, you're just kind of a scumbag. You're a bohemian he, scumbag. And he's, a, likes you. he's a he's just this artsy dick, and he yeah. can't stand his neighbors, <laughs> so he starts murdering them. It's like, exactly. Yeah. Hey, old buddy. <laughs> but, uh, of course, we talked about Bloody Birthday with the children, mm-hmm. which is a really fun one. The arrow right to the fucking eyeball. Wow. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Okay, Cat of Nine Tails, a giallo. Yep. yep. First step into the giallo, Terry. Cat of Nine Tails is actually really good. You have the uh, blind uncle... And the, the, the niece, they're basically sluice. And honestly, for watching them work together is pretty awesome. And the killer's a badass fucker. Yeah, that's early early Argento, really good. And and yeah. we and we should mention that yes I know some people are like really fucking weird anal fucking sticklers for this, but we consider Giallos for the most part just straight on slasher films. They're just Italian slasher films, so that's basically yes. it. But when we talk giallos, we will talk simply giallos, but when we talk slasher, we can branch over, mm-hmm. basically. I know there are some giallos that are that really like heavy, heavy, like girl with a crystal plumage is just who done it. I yeah. wouldn't consider that a slasher. But when you get into some of the other ones like torso pieces, I mean yep. those are fucking slashers. So yep. We're going to go Bay of Blood for the next one. Bay ah. of Blood. Uh, Bay of the Blood, though, almost what the people could say basically spawns uh, Friday the 13th to even happen. I mean, that's... Uh, Part two, that definitely. Is, yeah, absolutely. Part two. Uh, Black Christmas. That mm-hmm. bag over that face scene. You just can't get enough of it. Graduation Day, I've always found to be a very enjoyable film. Female killer, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Another female killer film was Cheerleader Camp. I always yep. found Cheerleader Camp be very fun. Bud Flowers is in that, and you just gotta love Bud Flowers. Um, you have Dark Knight of the Scarecrow with Larry Drake. I was I was hesitant to to put that on, just because maybe it doesn't fit necessarily as a traditional slasher. It's yeah, more like maybe, a super. But, but neither does Superstition. Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. I have it on my honorables instead of my mains. See, mm-hmm. I thought about that. The Night Green Charlie, which I just absolutely love that film. I still, I still haven't watched that. I, I know you recommended it to me. I haven't gotten to it yet. So, you know. And then Final Exam. Good. That's a good list. That is my list. So that's your honorable mentions, and uh, that is my honorable mentions. All right, uh, I'll get into my honorable mentions here then. Um, so, Black Christmas uh, is one I'll mention first, and and this is one that um, I was really, it was really back and forth of whether I wanted my on my list. Like, it's just outside of twenty, basically. Like, I think it's great. Um, I think you know you got John Saxon, you got fucking uh, the creepy killer in the fucking house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you gotta kind of believe that the call's coming from inside the house. Yeah. You gotta kind of buy that bullshit. But yeah, right. But I mean, um, the, the, these this these lists were made very quickly because uh-huh. honestly, you have 
um, Return to Nightmare Beach, aka you know uh, Nightmare. No, was it Return to um, Spring Break, aka Nightmare Beach? A great slasher. Oh yeah, that's a you know? Jesus. That should be on my honorable mentions. Actually, I yeah. love that film. You know what I mean? Like there but, you go, John Saxon, crazy stuff. Uh, uh, Joe Le, Joe Damato from fucking Werewolf. Mm-hmm. So Alamo yeah. Joe. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. Next one of my honorable mentions: curtains from 1983. Um, oh, curtains! That's that. Of course, everyone knows that iconic scene with the fucking hag masked killer on the on the ice and shit, right? But it, it's it's more than that. There's 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 some really cool shit in that film. Um, Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter from '84. Um, that's pretty good. Like that and part three, I kind of like. I kind of position together is kind of the same thing. I like, like part three because of Dana Kimmel. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. very, very, very cute. Yeah. Uh, part three, uh, I like because of the 3D effects. The which 3D are, and the, the, the badass bikers that are actually pussies. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and, and I, I consider like three and four, like they're formulaic. Mm-hmm. But they're like perfect examples of the formula that's used as slashers for the most part in the eighties. So, like they they do it kind of better than anyone else as far as like a technical kind of stance. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Sleepaway Camp, uh, mean spirited. Uh, it's got an unforgettable final twist at the end, mm-hmm. um, and I, I appreciate that about about that film. Mm-hmm. The sequels are totally different films from the original. But she reprises her role in the Return to Sleepaway Camp Part Four, yeah, which is not a good film. No, but I have it. So there you <laughs> yeah. Go. Um, what I'll mention: House of Death, also known as Death Screams, from 1982. Have you ever seen that one? No, not yet. Uh, it. It's one. This this one for me is nostalgia because it was played on A and E all the time when I was younger, and I used to watch it all the time on A and E. Back when A and E was like very lax on censorship, so they didn't catch like the titties and the blood. Ah, they just like they didn't give a shit, and it, you know it'd play at like three in the afternoon on A and E and shit, and it's like oh, there's some titties, there's some blood. I love A and E. This is a great channel. This is good stuff. And then it's like ten years later, Dog the Bounty Hunter. What the fuck is this shit? Yeah, um, but. Uh, it, it's it's not a great one, but it, it's one of those ones that we're talking about in the previous episode where it's like one of those slashers that has weird little moments in it that are so good and they stick in your mind. And it's like, you know what? I kind of really like this movie, even if it ain't perfect kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, one I'll mention. This is this is one of those ones where we get a little classy. There's a little little fucking classy. Uh, the odd. Uh, the Eyes of Laura Mars from 1978, which is, um, it, it doesn't quite get into super slasher territory, but it basically is a slasher film, but it's kind of, you know, big budget, um, and it's got some psychological underpinnings and stuff like that, but I think it's really well done, uh, and it's worth watching. And my final one I'll mention, Bay of Blood, 1971. Uh, there we go. Uh, the only thing that kind of kept this off my top 20 is that it it's kind of like it makes no fucking sense at all <laughs> no. but but it's super influential and it's yes. got a lot of great kills so it's the, like I why cannot... didn't the Viking get naked that's all we wanted <laughs> yeah I mean honestly if the Viking got naked I'd probably put this in my top 10 like what the fuck this is all it was missing 
<laughs> I, I did really do yeah, fuck that all the scenes where, like the octopus are just crawling around the guy's face and just like I mean mm-hmm. like that's disturbing as fuck because you know it's not a pro- it's really guy just laying in there covered with fucking shit so, yeah I mean yeah. it's skrilla filmmaking man it's just like but at no- the same time though it ruins it with that kind of Mentos commercial the kids shooting the fucking parents with the shotgun makes no sense it's a, makes that's no the thing sense. it's almost like Bob at the end of the beyond it just doesn't make sense what you did there it doesn't make sense and it ruins or, the film or host of the cemetery you mean oh, no I mean like it's still Bob running at the camera oh then, oh yeah, then, that, yeah. That, the fucking and then, kid then instead yeah. they go because it's the same kid it's Bob and then instead they start like screaming instead of like going hey and I'm like what the fuck just happened and that happened <laughs> Fulci, kinda... Fulci ran out of money that's what happened <laughs> that's right it was yeah. fucking right it's now, a dream good films too like uh, I, I, I hate now I'm gonna be a douchebag and I'm gonna mention other films too and there, there's films that I didn't talk about too um, Anthropophagus is a slasher mm-hmm. but Anthropophagus yep. is a zombie so is it a slasher is like, he a zombie is, though? Is he is he a zombie? Is he a ghoul? Is he a regular person? Is it I f- this? I, f- I thought the idea was like he just he's well. Some <laughs> people even consider House by the Cemetery a slasher. It kind of is though. Yeah, it is though. See, you know, and that's why you know House by the Cemetery. If I consider that a slasher, like hardcore slasher, mm-hmm. it'd be in my top fucking number one because that's one of my favorite movies ever. I, I actually, I actually considered putting that in on yeah. my list. Um, no, but it's one of those ones that we have to talk about, yeah, like secondhand because it has those gray areas. Because technically speaking, uh, can I just go off the record for just go a for it? Yeah, go technically ahead. speaking, Alien is a slasher. It is, yeah. Alien is a proto slasher. Jaws is a proto slasher. So, I mean, like, the yep. way you have to look at it, it's it's one of those things. But we're trying to stick to more of a refined search, if you know what I mean, in the Google engine. A little yeah. bit more of a refined search. <laughs> yeah. So we're not – I'm trying not to branch out too much because we can get kind of fucking weird. We could you know? get weird with it. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to put that up. And there's some people that will probably argue the fact about Alien and Jaws and stuff like that. But, like, Jaws the Revenge is a full-on slasher film. That's all Jaws the Revenge there's is the best slasher film ever made. Oh, tangerine. But that, if you look at the, if you actually break down every scene, every kill, every this, all it is is a slasher film. That shark was a slasher killer. Exactly. Thing you did not know, though. Real shark we used. Put makeup on it to make it look fake. But the thing is, real shark. We made it violent by sticking a thumb up its asshole. We lost Shakira. It was not Shakira. I kept off the set. I did not want that shark seeing my lovely wife Shakira, who I have sex with on a daily basis. No age gap there. Creepy. No age gap there. Mm-hmm. Uh, although she's got quite the gap. I'll give it. I'll, I'll, oh. give, you, I'll give you. I'll give you that information right there. Most people do not know that.
ungodly warlock. We'll just get into our sort of top twenty lists here, and uh, we'll, we'll 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 take turns. So, uh, Paul, give me your number twenty. Oh shit! I didn't rank them one to twenty. <laughs> I just ranked oh. them. Just I just put down twenty great ones. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, wh- whatever you want to do, man. Just 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 go um, the first one on your list. Just like really quickly. Uh, I'm sorry. I I apologize. I didn't right. fuck this up. Um, I will say I'll, I'm gonna look at this and I'm gonna do a little quick in my head twenties. Mm-hmm. Bloody Moon number twenty. Bloody Moon. Okay. A bloody Moon. I don't know if I've seen that. Is, is that the oh, uh, Bloody Moon? It's, it's the guy that's got the the weird face. He's got the distorted face and he's fucking his sister for a while. He goes is, crazy. Then he starts that, killing. Is that the Australian one? No, that's Italian. I do believe it's Italian. Is yeah. it okay? It's the one uh, you've probably seen the commercial. It's the girl on the big saw wheel, and the saw comes and cuts her head off. Hmm. And the saw is running with the water, and it actually just cuts that girl. So it's the most naive woman in the world. She's like, "Oh, you're tying me up. That's kinky." Like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Like, it's, it's crazy. It's a really fun film, though. But you have yeah, to watch the, this. The, then, the yeah. Bloody Moon. Oh, definitely. Yeah, 1981. I think it is the Bloody Moon. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, my number twenty is the Final Terror from nineteen eighty one. Um, Good pick. I I think the biggest uh, thing about this is it's a really original twist on the Killer in the Woods. Like I I I really dig the fucking old lady killer in camo thing. Mm-hmm. Like you know wearing a like oh, basically the mom. yeah it's the mom it's the guy's mom and she's she's wearing like you know a, a fucking ghillie suit basically i actually like the final terror more than i would like uh because i have like the forest and don't go in the woods i have those as well <laughs> those honestly, ones are no, i like no. i like the final terror more but i like both of those as well but you know you 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 get tired of seeing the big hillbilly killer yeah that's the thing you know what i mean when it when, when, when it's revealed that the killer is not some big unstoppable monster. It's just that she's lived in the woods and she's, you know, savvy Smart. and keen on hunting people. Yeah. That's basically it. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. Like I Now there is a slasher I dislike for the similar reason, mm-hmm. but different reason. The edge of the axe I don't like. Because when you see her, it's a female killer. But when mm-hmm. you see her through the movie, she's a hulking, big, huge thing. And then at the end, they pull a mask off, and she's like a little girl. And she's slight. Like, oh, yeah, that sucks. I'm like, what the fuck is this, Scooby Doo? That's <laughs> that's 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 just like, yeah. When a movie lies to you like that, it's like yeah, fuck it's you. It's not like, like fuck no. off, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, uh, I completely agree with you. All right. Uh, give me your number nineteen. Hell Knight with Linda Hell Knight. Blair. Oh, Linda Blair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a little Hell Knight action. Yeah, no, it's a fun little movie. I like that. Like that. It almost has like this castle freak vibe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I really like it. Uh, it's probably one of the best Linda Blair films uh, next to Repossessed with Leslie Nielsen. Mm. You know, I got it. I got ooh, 20% battery. Better hurry up. <sighs> but yeah, it's pretty good. I like Repossessed. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, my number 19, Terror Train. Uh, oh, Terry, good pick. It, and and this is the thing. It's like I think it's pretty standard, for the most part. Uh, I think it's a better secondary, like scream queen, sc- scream queen role for Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. But the the thing about this um, is it's got a great gimmick. 
mm-hmm. with the, with the killer changing costumes, which right. works for me big time. And I mean, and it's got what's his name, um, the magician. Uh, fuck, I can't even think of his name right now. Just totally blank. But uh, oh, the guy with the da- fucking- David David Copperfield oh. is in it, right? <laughs> And uh, yeah, so yeah, David Copper, David David Copperfield's in the fucking film, and uh, David Copperfield. Yeah, David Copperfield. Man, Copperfield. Yeah. Copperfield. <laughs> David Copperfield. That's my new role that I'm playing on my latest <laughs> film. David Copperfield. That's good. Uh, mine will be the dorm that dripped blood. Oh, which is okay. a Christmas film. By the is way, is it? It happens during Christmas break. It's oh, really? Christmas okay. Film. Yeah, I did not absolutely. know that. It's just like fucking uh, Die Hard. It's a Christmas film. Right on. Mm-hmm. Um, my number 18, Madman from 82. Uh, uh. And, the, and the thing about this is, like, originally what I was thinking about, it might have not have gone on my list, but every time I watch it, I like it more. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know it's not perfect, but it's got so many cool little elements to it, like, not even including the fucking theme music. No, I no the Lord of the Camp. Campfire telling of his horror lost love, in I the woods. The the scene with the axe and the log. It's mm-hmm. just I love it. It's just so simplistically good that I mm-hmm. love it. I, I like the fact too because it's always compared to the burning, it's the underdog and I always root for the underdog. That's that's the thing, right? It's mm-hmm. you know, and and you got the killer like this. And the, you got the, Galen Ross's tits. Mm-hmm. Galen Ross mm-hmm. in the hot tub, which is like, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. In All right. Tubs. Your next one, Paul. You're. Uh... I'm not on this show. Um, Tara at Ten Kill. Oh, Tara at Ten Killer. Okay, I, yeah. I like yeah. that one. I like it. I think it's good. I. I heard so many bad things about the film, and I watched it, and I fully enjoyed it. Absolutely enjoyed it. So I said, you know what? Fuck you guys. I like this film. And that's why it's on the list. Right on. Right on. No I, I, I have seen that, but I I can't... Sp- it was so long ago, I can't speak to the qualities. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I don't have uh, time watching. My next one, uh, Dress to Kill from 1980. Oh, uh, my God. With, with Michael Kine. <laughs> wearing a dress in a wig. That opening scene where she's getting raped in the fucking bathtub but loves it at the same time and she's reaching for her husband, like it's all mm-hmm. in her brain. I'm like, This is fucking twisted, man. Yeah, like, yeah I think great, I think this greatly twisted. I think this film does the best job and it, it honestly is pretty much the only film that really tried to do this at the time. It's mm-hmm. the best it's the best bridging of uh American slasher, Giallo and Hitchcock in one film. Yeah, I think, no, I think absolutely, yeah. Brian, Brian De Palma, you know, like just sort of firing off in all cylinders. Um, he doesn't go as super deep as I would have personally hoped, but I still think it's great. And uh, we're seeing. So there we mm-hmm. go. There you go. Yeah. Well, you just nailed me with that one. Jesus Christ. Where do I go from there? I will go A Blade in the Dark again featuring Bob. <laughs> and, and Michael Savoy from yeah. Demons Cemetery Man. Uh, it's a really great. Uh, it's a really again a giallo. It's a giallo, so we go mm-hmm. giallo again. Uh, just the scene alone in the bathroom where he knifes the girl in the hand and she has to pull the knife out of her. I mean, it's just it's a great film. That's good. It's a really good yep. film. Really well written. 
the guy uh, is here writing art music. You know, he's trying to write music for his, his movies and stuff like that. What mm-hmm. he's trying to get away from things. So it's a very, uh, um, as most giallos, good giallos uh, are. It's super heavy orchestrated on the soundtrack, and the soundtrack yeah. is very increment to the to the whole film, which boosts the whole atmosphere. Very good stuff. Very dark. Very brutal. Very good film. I agree. Um, my next one I'm going to mention, uh, My Bloody Valentine from 1981. What a poem. <laughs> my, my only note for this is Nova Scotia represent. That's, <laughs> that's basically it. But no, although, like, it, it, it actually has a good gimmick. It's got a cool-looking killer of the fucking uh, uh, breathing mask and all that shit, and I like it. Yeah, my uh, next one is My Bloody Valentine from 1981. Holy shit! Oh! We're on the posy train. Mm-hmm. I don't tell you, like it's 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 a it's a flawless film. It's really well made. Um, the gore is fantastic. The, the, I love the whole scenery. I love the whole feel of the film. I like the whole fucking fact that everyone's just drinking beer and having a good time. That's uh, everything's perfect about the fifth film. Everything is perfect. About it. That's the mirror times for you. And it should have never, ever, 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 ever had a remake. And the fact that you can... I love they try to fake an American accent, but every time they say sorry, I know they're fucking Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're fucking The movie gives itself away every goddamn time someone speaks. Absolutely. Next. My next one, Friday the 13th Part 2. And uh, in my opinion, this is the best of the series. Uh, it sets up the formula for the other films. But Jason here is not Jason in the rest of the films. No, he's like, a redheaded weird Jason. Yeah, I, I like sack-headed hillbilly Jason. Mm-hmm. Uh, part three is supposed to happen the next fucking day. And the Jason in that is bald, mutant, fucking hulking Jason who's like seven feet tall. And it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, I consider everything after this... A a different series, but part two is the best, and it's got the best final girl as far as I'm concerned because she's the smartest final girl. What, uh, Amy Steele? Yeah, yeah, no, she's a, she's a tough bitch. Mm hmm. Yeah, she, I mean, she, she goes through hell. She puts on, she's like uh, hinted at being like a psychology student of some sort. So she's like, oh, put on Jason's dead mother's sweater because he's a big lumbering fucking mentally deficient killer he'll he might buy into the fact that i'm his mother and, and he for, did basically yeah. until she stepped aside mm-hmm. yeah so it worked yeah i got one for you okay tell me what you think of this bitch just before dawn oh you're speaking to my heart now yeah, <laughs> you're you. uh you know spoilers this is a little higher up on my list <laughs> I got a lot of I got a lot of high class shit coming. So okay, say it. The final girl, final kill, fist down the oh, fucking throat. Boom. Yep. And mm-hmm. I love the fact that the guy who drives the station, the the RV, most of the time is is the bad guy in uh, Killer in Blue. I think it's called on the Werewolf series. That's where the first time I saw him in 1978, oh, really? oh, really? 87. So very cool to see him in a in a reprisal into a film just before dawn. Hillbilly goodness, pretty mm-hmm. fucking brutal actually. And yep. I love the final girl, and I love her tenacity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my next one, Taurus Trap. I was hoping 19... you'd say Taurus Trap. Mm-hmm. The goal. Uh, of... mm. And my notes here are mannequins are fucking creepy. 
And this is the best goddamn thing Charles Band ever stuck his name to outside of From Beyond. Oh, and, uh, there you go. That's, that's a bold statement, so that's good. I like that. I don't think that's a bold statement at all, because after From Beyond, he was, like, doing Puppet Master and bullshit like that. A lot like, of people fuck. like Puppet Master, though, you know? Yeah, a lot of people are stupid, though. Like, I <laughs> like the first Puppet Master because Lee Churro got my dick hard. I'll, like, the gagging noises uh, uh, she would make? I'm just there's saying. There's some good Puppet Master films, but, I mean, let's, let's, let's face facts. Charles Band made his career after this of making little uh, puppets. Charles Band also did uh, the uh, the evil clergyman that I just reviewed too, with uh, with Barbara Crampton and uh, and Je- Jeffrey Combs. I've never and seen David, that one. And David Warren was in that too. I'm oh, not oh, sure. oh no, that was from a TV series that never aired, right? Like they they yeah. turned that into a movie. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I have that. I got that. So, yeah, that that, yeah, that was actually half an hour long. That was actually good, and it's like, oh, something Charles Band did that was really good, and it never yeah. showed up. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. shit! <laughs> it's good because you can't have it. Okay, yeah, there you go. Um, do I'm just looking through my doodly doos. New York Ripper. Okay, yeah. yeah Quack like a duck. We're gonna get some good, some fucking oh, Fulci. It's about time we got some fucking Fulci in this bitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that is that is the one where it's like you can go. Yeah, well, outside of his giallo, his uh, his earlier giallo, mm-hmm. that's the one where you can go like, yeah, full on Fulci slasher. It's fucking great, isn't mm-hmm. it? It just uh, and then uh, when there's these slice in the eye in half. Uh, best best thing about that is like that's full on Fulci. Like I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. I'm just gonna get super offensive with everything I do. Yeah, and it's, oh, and it's a movie, oh. bitch. And if you can't handle it, don't watch movies. Yeah, basically. don't watch movies, asshole. Oh, New yeah. York River is absolutely fucking glorious. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> and it's all because of his daughter in the bed. Like he's doing it for like kind of like a weird good reason because he's pissed off, and I love it. So fucking. Yep. Uh, my next one, The Prowler from 1981. Ooh, and- what a fucking poser. <laughs> I put this on there because I think this Tom is... Tom Salvini's best uh, work probably ever. That you took the words right out of my mouth. This, oh, this, this is best fucking yeah. work. And uh, that that alone makes this a classic slasher because the fucking effects are so goddamn good. No, I, I can only, only, only echo your words. Mm. By not agreeing with you, don't go into the house. Great, I like absolutely. it. I like it. 1979, absolutely one of the best under, totally underrated, under unknown, uh, unknown films out there that people just waltz on by. Why? I think this it's, thing? it's. I think fucking it's, amazing. I think it's better than Maniac. It is better than Maniac. You're fucking right. It is. It yep. is stupid good. Okay. And uh, I did not put it on my list because I. Kind of knew you were going to put it on yours. Uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. It is so fucking good. And uh, my next one, the burning. Um, the burning. You are just riding that bandwagon, aren't you? I kind of am. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. a little bit. But uh, I mean, uh, the kills are great. When you know what? Once you finally seen the fucking full version of the film, that mm-hmm. raft kill is just amazing uh and i like that the killer is he's kind of modeled after a giallo killer in the way he looks no absolutely and and i I just and and i i I always get a fucking buzz out of seeing like an 80s slasher film where it's like an american slasher film 
fucking it's like I seen some giallo films and we're gonna make our killer look at the very least look like a giallo killer absolutely and I, I dig it I dig it okay madman uh-huh 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 you see what I did there? Mm-hmm. You know, um, there, there, there's no need to explain this one. We already did it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I'll go on now. Peeping Tom from 1960. I was hoping you would put that on the list because that is a beautiful little film. I, I feel like this is more influential than Psycho as far as uh, slashers and uh, Gialli uh, mm-hmm. go. I, I, I yeah, feel I, once you get past like like Psycho and Rear Window, like it's not much to draw from. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean as as much as like the Italian directors who sort of went into the sort of giallo genre and stuff were like aping Hitchcock. Um, I feel like Peeping Tom is much more closer to what they ended up doing, mm-hmm. and I feel like if you ask them, you know plain face like he, he went up to Dario Argento's like you you really like Peeping Tom didn't you like like I, I I know I know you dig Hitchcock but come on dude like Peeping Tom is the real modern slasher film it's it's the real first proto slasher as far as I'm right. concerned so yeah we're gonna do a break here we're gonna change oh. audio so make okay. sure you put that in your notes in your little doodly do <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to decompartmentalize my list as I go. That's a little <laughs> hard. Um, I would like to make a double suggestion. Okay, so this one's gonna like hold. It's gonna be two two films holding the same place. Yes. All right, go ahead. You're the approver, and you have been approved. Um, between one and two. I agree with that. It has to be both. You cannot have two without one. So if you're going to do one, you might as well do two. Because in my opinion, Halloween, I hope my voice is good. Uh, in my opinion, Sorry. Halloween is the epitome of a sequel. The best sequel you ever met, ever made in your whole life. It's a flawless sequel. You're all right with Jamie Lee Curtis being Michael Myers' sister? Yes. All right, cool. I can go either way, honestly. If I watch Halloween 1, I will uh-huh. watch Halloween 2. I will never watch Halloween 2 without watching Halloween 1. But if I watch Halloween 1, I'm watching Halloween 2. It's just the way it is. I respect that decision. Yes. It's good stuff. Yeah, uh, good choice. Uh, next one I'm going to mention, Torso. Which Thank is... You. <laughs> which is great Torso is um, probably another one of those films where in, in this case so we were talking about you know uh, uh, fucking Dress to Kill where it's an American film bridging Gialli with fucking Slasher and all that stuff Torso kind of does the same thing it's, it's kind of in that era of proto Slasher where it's like really we're kind of doing. It's American. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're kind of doing Gialli, but we're we got like a lot more tits and we got a lot more blood and shit going on. We got a lot more bare-faced murder. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll tell you what, I'm making a uh, a, a, a Giallo right now, 
I have it written called um, Death Sense the Fog. Uh, and uh, it is basically inspired by the Pine Forest murder scene in Tulsa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. It is just glorious. I mean, it's one of the dirtiest but most surreal looking scenes you've ever seen while, while it's happening. It's very visceral. It's But at the same time, it's surreal. It's like a and that fucking that you don't want to wake up from. The fucking ski mask the killer's wearing and that and shit. Like, yeah, that's good stuff. It's good. Very it's good stuff. Crazy. Yeah, uh, your next one. Pieces. Aha. Uh-huh. Christopher George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christopher George and the Wong Kong Kong Fu moment. Oh my god! <laughs> Just out of nowhere. Yes. But there's a lot of stuff in this that's out of nowhere. The, you know, like Linda Day George, like you bastard, bastard. Oh, it's so. I love the fact that the corpse rises up out of nowhere and rips the guy's dick off. Yeah. Like, this is just why I love this film. <laughs> Again, it's raw, it's visceral. You have red herrings, like at least three red herrings, at least through the film. Mm-hmm. People really, I, I really actually get angry about the fact that people piss on, t- on pieces, and I don't understand. I, why. I, I don't get it. It's so fun. It's a fun like, film. It's not bad either. It's not a bad film. It's a good film and a fun film. It's it's it's, it's like if, if like Tenebrae had laughs in. Yes, if, if Tenebrae had jokes. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, my next one, Stage Fright. Um, that I, is a fucking a beautiful film, Marco Savaio. Um, here's the funny thing about Stage Fright. It was filmed the same time Dario Argento filmed Opera. Mm-hmm. Using the same fucking people. Yep, yep. That's the best thing. And those people, that the one main girl in both films, was in fucking Cemetery Man as a hooker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, Stage Fright's great. Uh, I mean, uh, Mikel Suave, or however the fuck his name is yeah, fucking yeah, pronounced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's great, you know, that he actually, you know, he, he he's just one of these, you know, these things in the Italian film industry is where you graduate to eventually becoming a director, right? I don't know if they Absolutely. do it anymore like that, right? But he graduated through it, and he, you know, he's under the tutelage of fucking uh, fucking Argento, and fucking he just brings this great fucking late-day slasher in the classic 80s era, and I consider this basically the last really great slasher of the 1980s, in my opinion. No, and and it's just got these iconic moments, like uh, the 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 economy of kills, where most of the kills happen within like a five minute period or something like that and, uh, in the film. One, one guy gets his guts drilled out through the door. Mm. It's pretty fucking fantastic. If you watch Maniac's Meat Podcast on the BA News channel, you might see that 1987 or 88, my favorite pick, film pick of that, that year was Space. Yeah, it's it's a great film. Uh, and, you know, the killer with the big fucking owl mask, I mean, you can't beat it. it it's great. It's got it's got this ominous kind of approach to it. It's just weird. It's It's got this weird... Darkness to it with that owl mask, and it's and like it's not. Here's the thing: is I never found it comical at all. No, no, at, at all. So, like, so it's, 
it's not a funny film. Like it's got ridiculous characters who get killed, but it's 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 not funny in the way it's like laugh out loud or anything like that. No, like it's absolutely no. not. It's like pretty pretty sick. It's pretty dark. And the way it lingers on the killer too, like the killer finally thinks he's basically offed everybody and he's just sitting on that chair and you know, you just got this long scene of like it's like looking oh, at the killer out and he's just waiting. Mm-hmm. And then you see that key and she's looking yeah. at the key and she's trying to get the key. Oh it's good off. stuff. Yeah. I am going to pick a an unknown film you've never heard of in your whole life. The Prowler. <laughs> yeah, no, Prowl Prowl is great. Fucking Prowl is great. The Rosemary's Killer. Yeah, Rosemary's Killer. Yeah, that's right, right. I, um, there was two moments in the Prowler uh, where I was set. One was the shower scene with the pitchfork. With the pitchfork, which is fucking great. Yeah, there is semen all over my face. When <laughs> now the other thing is like. Tom Salvini, I still to this day don't know how he did this. He, when he puts the bayonet through the guy's head, yeah, he pulls up, his eyes go white, like he's mm-hmm. like, which would normally actually happen in real life. And I'm like, oh my fucking god! And I'd have to say, now this is conjecture. I have to say, you learned that while you were in Vietnam. He might have watched somebody stick a poor Vietnamese villager with a knife and do yes. that. Yeah. yeah. That, that might be true. You know that by accident. Because and you know Savini for as much as he's great in his fucking special effects he's a bit of a creep and a weirdo. Yeah. He, 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 he very might have seen that and just shut his mouth and use that for a movie use that later when I get back thank you yeah I mean he's he's a weird fucker oh nobody has told me you uh, my friend Gary Hill other people I've known who have like gone to conventions and met Tom Savini nobody not a single fucking person has told me he's a good dude <laughs> like yeah everybody's told me six times now I don't like him everybody's told me he's 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 a really dismissive douchey prick who is only interested in having women sit on his lap basically and yeah, get money yeah that's all he is which is like okay yeah, uh, he 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 may, he may very well kill people. He comes people. up to my nipples. <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> but great special effects, can't deny yeah, it. No, great special effects, absolutely. Like, okay, he's actually he's noted for special effects at midnight for John A. Russo. You know how I love midnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There for twenty minutes, he did the guy when Hank got shot in the head. That's the only thing he did. And he left. But he gets crazy yeah. for special effects. Like, fuck you, bud. Yeah, he did a consulting job on that, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just what it is. Yeah, uh, next one I'll mention. And here's where I get to a modern one. Uh, the Hills Have Eyes from 2006. So this is the remake. Wow, what's wrong with you? I love this film, dude. Uh, you know it, I really like... Uh, can I can I step back for a second and mm-hmm. show my inside? Remember that show, Monk? Yeah. I like Monk. Mm-hmm. And I like the guy who played the, the, the captain in Monk. And I liked him when he played in Science of the Lambs. Yeah. 
though I like him I like seeing him in general you know what I mean like in like oh you I like you it's one of those kind of moments and I liked seeing him in the Hills of Eyes and I actually watched the Hills of Eyes in theater when it came I like it a lot I, I, I like that it's non-stop it, it's doesn't compromise. They went through all those uh, n- uh, nuclear burnout houses. Yeah, no, I, I, I love all that shit, man. Like, I, I love that there's like no compromise in this film. It's just like once it starts going, it just ramps up, and it's just like blood do, and do mutants. You prefer that to the original? I do. I really do. Okay. I, I, I think, okay. like, this is okay, the last so podcast we ever do together. <laughs> um, Here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. I don't think Wes Craven's all that great. I Craven uh, sucks a dick through a straw. <laughs> there you go. See, I, I'm 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 not a fan of Nightmare on Elm Street at all. Uh, you're not. I I hate Scream. I wish he died before Scream. <laughs> I hate everybody that likes Scream. I pretty want pretty much want you all to die of some kind of horrible disease. <laughs> You know, so there you go. Yeah, no, I'm. I mean, even with fucking Last House on the Left, Night Train Murders is so much better than Last House on the Left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five Night Train Murders is so much better because I showed it to you. Mm-hmm. I showed you that film. It is so much better than the Last House on the Left. Last House on the Left, absolutely. Yep. 100%. No, uh, I just, I just think Wes Craven's super overrated, and um, he he's one hundred. He's not. And it's not even like an opinion; it's a fact. I'm sorry. And, uh, and I'm not saying like the original "The Hills Have Eyes" is shit. I just think the fucking remake actually improves on it in you every know, fucking way. Pissed, uh, pissed me off about that. Can you figure out what pissed me off about the original "Hills Have Eyes"? It's in the trail. It's in the actual camera. Can you can you remember what that is? And it came up, and, and it went over into Evil Dead too. There's a theme going. On. Okay, you're gonna do. You're just gonna have to say it. Let me write down some. Uh, let me decompartmentalize the, the things I have left, and you you ponder over that little thing I just asked you to, to figure out. The link that goes from Hills Have Eyes to Evil Dead, and it spawns there in Hills Have Eyes, and that's why I don't fuck you, Wes Craven. It's in the camper. It's in the camper on the wall. Oh shit! I, I'm not gonna be able to fucking do it. Oh, you can do it. You can no. do it. Like, like honestly, I I love the remake so much that I don't. I kind of dismiss the original where it's like I can't think of details other than the oh, fact that Michael. To tell you you, you got to tell me, dude. They have, and I don't know if you know this because I think you know this. I think you know me well enough. They have a ripped up Jaws poster. They on the wall. Okay. And they and that was uh, Wes Craven saying Spielberg. Do you think that's scary? I'll show you fucking scary. So in Evil Dead on the wall, they have a ripped up Hills Have Eyes poster, and that's Sam Raimi saying Wes Craven. Do you think that's scary? I'll show you what scary is. And that's where <laughs> they start doing the back and forth. Okay. You know, like, yeah. Okay. Jaws is way better than everything anything you ever thought of. Wes Craven piece of shit. Oh no, Jaws is a superior film than anything Wes Craven's ever done. Absolutely. Yeah, no. Absolutely. But yeah, no. Hills Have Eyes remake. Um, I, I love how violent and vicious it is. I, I love how nonstop it is. It's oh, uncompromising. That, that pretty fucked up. The dog comes out. And they fucking got the dog. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's visceral. It is visceral. I, I yep. agree with you. All right, yours. 
Okay, enough uh, enough of this. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. Profundo Rosso! Oh, shit! Well, shit, we should just share this fucking one, because that's my next one, Deep Red, man. Well, let's share it. Let's share it. Sharing is caring. This is the best early Argento film ever made, and it's over-the-top, jalo crazy bullshit. It's it, just it, like... It is. It's number one. It's a great... I love the fact that the, the bitch just gets killed by an elevator. Yeah, and... <laughs> And I love that the I love that Argento fucking he gives away the killer early in the film. If you don't catch it in the mirror, you don't know. But if yeah. he shows it to you, man, and yeah, it's a it's I a, like it's the fact that he say he's toying with his audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. And and I mean, you, people argue proto slasher, and I'll give him that. Whatever, it's still a slasher, and yeah, it's it. Well, slasher and giallo, but I mean, it's got, it's got you know the like the childhood trauma angle to it and all that shit. No, but they fucking they take the they brick the fucking dad in the house like the mm-hmm. skeleton in there with the fucking with the Christmas tree still up and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool. It's fun. It's twisted. I mean, honestly, like the opening to it, it's kind of like it's kind of pieces, but in the seventies. <laughs> but it's not as cut and dry as pieces. That's you know, true. That's true. But yeah, know, I think that's the thing is, I, I think a modern slashers like pieces, it's all blood and craziness, and the kid gets traumatized. The cops come in and clean up the mess and send the kid away. Mm-hmm. This is different. This is okay. Now we have to fix all this. Yeah. Nobody knows <laughs> anything. Like yeah, it's one of those kind of deals. So it's yeah. kind of a thing, but it's fun. It's fun. Well, I guess I'll just go right back into mine then, since you're mm-hmm. just fucking all over my shit. Oh, yeah. Um, the Burning. We just did that. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Burning's great. Yeah. It's fucking great. I just love it. It's got, it's got fucking Jordan, uh, Jason Alexander actually looking like a sexy little man. <laughs> back when he's just like, a, you know, he's a little stout little dude, you know, kind of, he's kind of a funny guy. <laughs> Guy from uh, fucking uh, back to uh, our uh, uh, short circuit, yeah, yeah, Fisher Stevens, yeah. yeah it's a fun little film. Cropsy's really cool. I really like it. Um, I have to give it. I have to give it the the seat above Mate, uh, Madman because the simple fact it's well made, it's well acted, it's very entertaining. Uh, most people can watch it without getting bored at all. Mm-hmm. I like the film, you know what I mean. But I like Madman too. Uh, and yours, your next one. Okay, my next one, uh, Wolf Creek from 2005, and uh, for me, this get out, stands... Get out of my office. Fuck you. The thing, thing <laughs> here is, um, about this film, it's one of the few like modern slashers that's like it's got a lasting impression. Uh, like It came out in the torture porn era, but it's not torture porn. It's got a great setting with the Australian Outback, which is just I think... Uh, uses like the idea of big open spaces mm-hmm. but everything feels very uh, constrictive and claustrophobic at the same oh, time cool. and the fact that the killer Mick Taylor is one of the last great slasher killers he's just so have, fucking uh, good I have another great uh, film, uh, slasher film that I didn't put on my list I didn't think about until now called The Wind The Wind and The Wind is really good too and it's all on this cliff base. Like all these houses are right on the cliff base, so like they you, you it, no matter where you are, you're kind of like stuck where you are. Mm-hmm. The guy is going around and just basically murdering everybody around. Oh. 
and chuck him. You know, I mean, like, there's no escape from this bitch. Like, I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, but uh, like Wolf Creek, it, like I, I think the uh, the killer in it, it's great. Like he's this. He's this dude who gets in your fucking face, like like he he basically you know he'll he'll he he's just this sort of outback dude who like drives around, finds tourists and shit. He'll sort of encroach on you, like he'll impose his presence on you and like hang out with you and shit. And like, oh, you need a ride, you need a guide, or you need something like that. And it's like he'll start talking with you, and then he starts fucking with people, and like he'll he'll say like really uncomfortable things to people. And and you like try to get reactions out of them and shit, and, and, and at the same time he's easy to insult. Like like he he insults people, but he's also really easy to insult. So when people oh. actually sort of, so when people push back on him, that's when he like starts like I'm gonna kill you, motherfucker, and that's what he does. And I think it's a great fucking film. It's a great slasher film, as far as I'm there concerned. Tenebrae. Aha. Uh-huh. That's on my list as well, but we'll get there. Alone, it's a fucking ten out of ten film. Like it mm-hmm. is fucking brave. It's one of Dar- Dario Argento's most disgusting, in-your-face, concise, straight to the point fucking giallos there are. It's my favorite giallo. It's always fun to, to watch. It's disgusting as fuck. Girl uh, gets mauled by a dog. Who doesn't want that? Um, and there you go. It's my favorite Argento film. It's my favorite. It's my one of my. It's one of besides Cemetery Man and Ravenous. It's one of my favorite soundtracks. You can't beat it. You can't fucking beat it. Um, really good. My next one, The Fun House from 1980. Um, oh, 1980. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Show. Love me some uh, Toby Hooper. I love this film. Uh, I think it's highly underrated. It mixes sort of the the monster movie with the slasher film in a way. And I just like that throughout the whole thing, it just sort of runs this, like, uncanny, like, these people are fated to die kind of thing. And it's like, you know, like, the universe is laughing at these people. And then when you get to the end with the fucking big fat lady fucking doll or whatever that laughs, like, laughing at the final girl who manages to escape but she doesn't really escape of her sanity or anything like that. I like that, like, her little brother follows them to the carnival and can't do anything about the fact that they're trapped in the fucking funhouse and are getting killed and shit like that. Like, there's a lot of, like, haunting little moments in this that I just love. I love the fucking fact that, like, the uh, the carnies... There's, there's a couple of them in there that they all look exactly the same, played by the same dude, and they, you know, they, they just say the weirdest shit to the people, and it's like, there's just this really uneasy, weird thing going on in this carnival, it's like, you know, come in and see the monster who's alive, 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 and it's like, yeah, that's, that's a fucking great film. Right. No, I agree. I'm glad you put it on there because I, I was like, ah, I think he's going to probably cut that out. There you go. <laughs> Something that I got three more on my list. Mm-hmm. I don't know where we are on the lists, but I'm pretty sure we have three more left. One that make, makes me pitter pat a little bit now and again Intruder with Danny Hicks. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, 1989. It finished the 80s with what I consider a non-cliché, strong splat. Great effects in it. Danny Hicks, Ted Raimi, and Sam Mm -hmm. Raimi. Uh, Bruce Campbell technically in three seconds shows up for a minute, yeah. Who the fuck, who cares who you are? Mm -hmm. Piddle that gets cut to pieces. And I think the one guy 
who uh, was the runner, the owner of the store, is the same guy that's in the animator. It looks <sighs> like him, anyway. I don't know if it's exactly him, but it's the same guy, and he's been in other stuff, and he's a great actor, too. I can't remember who the fuck his name is. He is off the top of my head. But Intruder is a beautiful film. It's a film that, if someone said, do you want to watch, like, The Church? Or this or that, or Intruder? I don't it's not Intruder. Like, I'm just going to I I would watch, I'd watch The Intruder over The Church. Yeah, like, there's... And I love the... There's a lot of beautiful films out there. Don't get me wrong, but if someone said demons or the intruder, I'm picking the intruder. I'm, I'm just gonna pick intruder. Like I'm sorry. You know, intruder's got like that. That movie's claim the fame is just like it's the gore scenes are unflinching. It's just like yeah, we're we're gonna go crazy with this shit, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. When, yeah when, I mean, Sam Raimi got his head fucking sawed right in half, and it looks mm-hmm. fucking fantastic. And then you see headset later. You see Sam Raimi's little head just like stacked on each other, and I'm like, "Well, it looks. It still looks like Sam Raimi. It's, pretty, <laughs> it's really good." No, absolutely. Uh, uh, my next one, Halloween. Um, I mean, I mean, basically the gold standard of how to do a slasher and do it kind of like artsy in a little bit, like you know, do it. Technique-wise, like, sort of high class. And this is kind of like the film that every fucking B-level slasher afterwards tried to be. I hate how John Carpenter poo-poos this film. Yeah. He's just a douchebag. Like, oh, no, fuck this film. This film was not this, this, this. All I told the guy was, like, sit up. Walk over here. What? He wasn't an actor. He wasn't this. Like, he would, like, talk shit about Nick Castle and everything. And honestly, it wasn't just uh, John Carpenter. There was a woman involved that was actually probably more instrumental about the film. Actually, like he, had, John Carpenter, actually, was, I can't remember her name. Drop the fact. But, he was, yeah, I can't. God damn it, it's fucking yeah, stupid. I, sh- I shouldn't. I showed Deborah, 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 some Deborah Hill or something like that. Deborah, and, yeah, Deborah Hill, who is married to for a while, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, he gives her. Uh, thankfully, he gives her very much credit. Like, no, this Deborah did this, and Deborah did all this. Well, yeah, she she was involved in like most of his early films. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's really nice that he actually does that because he does give he gives nobody else fucking credit for anything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's such a bag. But Halloween is a great fucking film. Yep, it is. I agree. I mean, uh, I really didn't need him tainting it with his dickness, but at the same time, it is still a great. Film. Yeah, uh, your next one. What? what was that? Your next one. Ah, well, I have to, so I will tell you that. The town, the dreaded sundown. Oh, wow, right on. It is just fucking fantastic. It is entertaining. It is scary. It has gone well, which I want to lick your asshole. It has fuck. It is funny as shit at times, though, but mm. still retains that horrible like. And it's based off all true shit too. Like you're like, this is weird, crazy, disgusting stuff. It's kind of like when you get like to the films like Zodiac Killer and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Very visceral films because it's based off real shit. You know what I mean? Like, no matter how crazy or funny or this or that it gets, your mind still sticks to that point. Like, okay, you can laugh all you want, but this shit I get. Yeah, the um, the home invasion scene is really good where he comes in with like the twenty two caliber pistol and just starts like shooting the woman and shit and it's like Yeah. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is no joke right through the screen spot. There it is. So, and I mean, some people will say this isn't a slasher film because the killer uses a gun. And I say, fuck you. It's bullshit. No, but, the killer didn't always use a gun. The killer yeah. used a trumpet. 
trumpet knife thingy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he does a lot of things. I'm sorry, but if you, I don't care what you use, if you hack and slash through a town and never get caught, you're a fucking slap. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and he never got caught. That's no. He, he literally did escape. And that's my joke was because he escaped in the Boggy Creek. He, he escaped the creek. <laughs> Later, he became the Boggy Creek monster. That's exactly what he is. That's what that is. He's just on the run. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, my next one, Tenebrae. Tenebrae, nice. Yeah. You know that 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 little Argento film where he's you know chops a woman's arm off and. Oh my god! That like I that that scene is so. There's two scenes in the film that I just I, I am so in awe. Of. But that, like just right across that beautiful white wall with all the. Sexy as hell, and she's hot anyway. Yeah, yeah. But then John Saxon is in it doing John Saxon goodness. But when when they kill the the slut and the lesbian girlfriend, yeah, they pull out and they 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 camp. They do that the shot, the building, yeah, all the way into the other building, and they all I'm like, how the fuck are you doing this? Mm-hmm. How are you doing this? This is insane. And then <laughs> all that the whole time it's going on, you hear the. Um, Amazing theme song. Yep. <laughs> Probably gonna have to end this episode with that theme song. Oh, I think. As, please do. Yeah. Uh, your next one. I have one more left. All right. Okay. I got two more left, so we probably got our lines crossed here somewhere, but oh, uh, it's fun. I, I did do Halloween 1 and 2 in one shot. And I think we agreed on one where we talked about it at the same time, so that probably yeah, fucked us up. We talked about the one at the same time, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's not a big deal. It really doesn't matter. doesn't matter. We're bullshitting My, anyway. Uh favorite slasher, if we have to go, because again, we're going on a kind of broader scale, we're pulling a lot of things in, has to be T- TCM, man. It's... Mm-hmm. This Chainsaw Massacre, 19, 1974, the greatest fucking slasher ever fucking made ever. Because it's fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's the fucking best film ever. Like, that's it's my, this my number two. Uh, you know, uh, my note was the face of America in the wind down of the Vietnam War, basically. Just like, yeah, it's, oh it's, shit. It's the best fucking film ever. It's amazing. It's it's absolutely fantastic. Here, here's here's what's happening in your country. Basically, it's like you got two opposing forces. You got well, you have uh, you have you have you have mass market America, and you have the local business. I mean, it's the same. Kind yeah, of deal. yeah. You have the you have the new generation, and you have the one that's just been forgotten and like plowed over. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, I mean, fuck, it's one of the most unnerving films ever made from fucking the score to the the sort of beats in it where it's like, you know, like that, that first time Leatherface shows up and grabs the girl and just like pulls her into the house and slams that fucking metal door. It's yeah. like, it's still well, effective. When Jerry goes in, he opens up. Yep. Yeah. Pull Jerry in and slams the door in here. Yep. That's monumental. Yeah, it is. It's it's a great yeah. fucking film. But my number one, my oh, number one. High tension. <laughs> yeah, that would be a swerve, wouldn't it? Um, just before dawn. Uh, yep, before dawn. What a horrible film to put in your number one. Fuck you. This one <laughs> creeps. Me, this one. This one still creeps me out, man. From the fucking. Hey, it's on my list too. 
Yeah, from the score to uh, the reveal of the killer, um, you know, the gimmick behind the killer, like what's really going on. Um, I love how, like, I think this even maybe in some parts does a better job than Texas Chainsaw Massacre about, like, getting into the fears of... Ur- that urban America has of rural America kind of thing like go um, deliverance now or what are we doing <laughs> a little bit in a way like it, it, it kind of has that because it's like these like Appalachian yeah. well not Appalachian well, but they, you know I live it every day don't I get it yeah but you know like you know these these woods folk who are like not connected to regular American society right. at that point like the, these these kids, they just they drive. I always like I I look at uh, I look at just before dawn the same way I look like uh, another honorable mention is like Mother's Day, like mm-hmm. just out there fucked up people who have no they have no line they base anything on. You know, like we all like like we live on that line and go. You know, there's no line. Yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's a total different world. It's like, you know, these kids, like this one dude inherits a bit of land from like some uncle or some shit who, who the fuck, he, he might have never even saw that land. Like, he, it's just like some thing that was passed down through family oh, lines or whatever. Yeah, and so they, they walk in there and they walk into this like community of weird woods folks and they got these two mentally retarded fucking killers who fucking... They treat other people like fucking prey, just like like Leatherface does. Uh, you know, they they take trophies from the people that kill and wear them and shit, which is creepy as shit. You have that fucking scene where uh, the redhead chick gets naked and is like making out with her boyfriend in the waterfall, and you see in the fucking background the killer come down through the waterfall and go underwater, and like, and then the the scene where the redhead chick gets killed, where the two killers show up in the church there and like. They don't show you what happens, but it leaves it to your imagination that they probably raped and killed her, you know? And and it's just, it's fucking horrific. Like, and uh, again, great, great fucking final girl. Inside of that, that that structure and get picked up. And the blood goes down, and dude, like, dang, oh, yeah, the, 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 the fucking opening where that Lloyd Kaufman looking fucker is like, oh, god, yeah, he gets all fucked up in there. He, he looks up, is like, he sees the killer. It's like, oh shit, dude, we get, we need to get fuck out of here. And he freaks out and he runs out of the fucking church. And uh, that guy's still in there. And then one of the killers shows up and fucking just stabs him through the dick. And it comes out his fucking ass. Yeah. And it's like, okay, uh, yeah. The, and he's got a serrated fucking machete. Like, he <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is film. I like that scene. Um, the one guy gets away. The one mm-hmm. guy gets away. And while he's turning around, this is a great scene in the film too. Um, the, the the camper, the RV, is driving into the forest, and you mm-hmm. see that guy swing over and jump onto the RV. Yeah, and, just, and the guy's like, "Oh, fuck it, I'm I'm running away." Like he's yeah, like, I exactly. Say, Look out, like help, but. Oh fuck this! I'm running the other way. Like you know, yeah, you yeah. just have to. Crazy Ralph is getting the fuck out of here. He ain't showing up for yeah. the sequel, basically. Oh, dude, you got a death curse. He's got a death curse. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, and he got the fuck out of there because, well, what is he gonna do? Nothing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And again, as I said, the the final girl like that. Mm-hmm. Just like fuck you. She shoved her fist right down his throat. 
and her boyfriend who's supposed to be like the cool woodsman guy who's like you gotta loosen up babe you know we gotta, we gotta hang out and fish and do stuff like that and in the end he's just like a bubbling mess like he's yeah. just like he can't and that's the guy that was in the werewolf episode yeah 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 turned blue yeah it was a, he was really good in that too and at the end of that episode guess what he was a bubbling little quivering mass of flesh <laughs> that's right of role reprisal yeah typecast yeah, I, I, oh, I think he was in the uh, fucking Mel Gibson film Payback as well in the nineties. Oh, really? I, never I think he became a bit of a bubbling little bitch in that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, we know who to call. We need a bubbling bitch. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, and I, I would like to say we, we talked about a lot of great slashers. Is there anyone that popped up in your head that we haven't talked about? We got to talk about that. I mean, we got to talk. We got a chance to talk about Nightmare Beach, things like that. Uh, I'm glad you. I'm really glad you brought up Pete and Tom. Mm-hmm. Another one from the '66 area that is technically considered a slasher. Um, there are others. There are others. I know that we missed. Yeah, I don't know. Like Nightmare Beach, definitely jumps out at me i really like that one that, that was that's, a really good one i really enjoyed that one and you know if we missed anything yeah, we definitely put it in the comments yeah just just comment like let, let us know what your fucking top 20s are motherfuckers oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah i would like to tell you now we've run the gambit pretty much we've, we've done some pretty good shit here uh the worst slasher mm-hmm ever seen is the last slumber party I don't know it if I've seen that absolutely horrific it's an asshole that looks like one of the kids I grew up with basically just a jerk <laughs> dressed as like a joker like in a joker outfit like a clown joker outfit killing kids and around this fucking house and it just it's horrifically bad like I can't hmm. even watch it it's so I have watched it, and I will never watch this thing again. It's probably one of the worst films I've ever seen. It is absolutely just... And it came on the same disc as Terror at 10 Pill. Oh, really? Oh. I really liked that one, and I really hated this one. So, yes, yeah, definitely uh, check it out if you get the chance to see it. Now, you know, we talked about some of these films. These films do have sequels, like Slumber Party Camp, or Slumber, uh, Slumber Party Camp, like, or, what the fuck or Sleepaway Camp. Uh, Sleepaway Camp, Slumber mm-hmm. Party Massacre Part Two, Mister mm-hmm. Bernard from Wings, which are yeah, it's good. Um, I like it. Yeah, definitely. They have uh, good sequels and stuff. Halloween, everything after Part Five, you go suck a dick. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, but other than that, it's just you know, good films, good stuff. Yeah, I'd, I'd be hard pressed to think of like the worst slasher film I've seen because. I kind of forget those films. Like I just try to try to forget them. If I looked at like my fucking letterbox or something, I'd probably find one or whatever. Well, but, uh, there's, there's 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 fake giallos. Like uh, there's I have this film called Blood Bath in the House of Knives, and hmm. it sucks. like uh, that sucks. But it's trying to be a giallo. They're just trying yeah. to be like, an Italian slasher ripoff. Blah blah blah. Whatever. It's garbage. Um, I have some under, like, really under, under, underground independent people that are trying to make their little slashes, like, room for rent. It's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's a short film. It's kind of crap. One of my favorite short films, it's a slasher film, is actually called 
uh, Roadkill, The Last Days of John Austin by James Van Beaver. And it's disgusting, and I absolutely fucking adore it. I think you shared that with me. I'm pretty sure yeah, I watched I, that it, one. It is yeah. it's 14 minutes of pure gore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's disgusting, and the guy's fucked, and I love it. But <laughs> the... When you get that last, the last love of life, it's really bad. I don't know what to tell you. Well, I'll just avoid that one then. I, 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 I have heard of it, but I've never watched it, so I'll just like fuck that. I mean, there's <laughs> other ones like you know we didn't really talk about Maniac too much. Maniac is definitely one that people should actually watch. It wasn't on either of our lists. But yeah. Good. Uh, the last horror film, for example, is really good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I that's actually good. like the horror film more than I like Maniac. It's got yeah, that and that and that's got the same uh, two leads in it too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And again, Carolyn Monroe. Film that we just recently reviewed on Maniac's Media is The Undertaker from 1987 or 1889 or 87. I like that one too. It's pretty good. You know what I mean? It's not the best, but you know, for what it is. Wasn't that one unfinished? Yeah, that was the unfinished one. The yeah, yeah. That Joe Spinell owned the only copy of, and then it was supposed. It, yeah, it was supposed to be like Maniac Two, in yeah, a certain basically. way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so there are there are weird, crazy ones. And like and we talked before, there are other films that would fit into the slasher genre, but they're a little bit out of that realm for what we're yeah. talking about now, too. You know, like I again, Alien. All that is is a proto slasher in space. Yeah, and you can also you could also argue that one's kind of like a haunted house movie in space too, in a way. It's, it's yeah, exactly. I mean, like technically, there's a lot of films, even like you know Project Metal Beast, Pumpkinhead. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Leprechaun. They're all just technically slasher. It just oh, I didn't I didn't slasher. think of fucking Pumpkinhead. That that kind of is really a slasher film. You it know? is because it's a guy coming around and killing everybody, you know? and it's a great film, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so like the, the 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 ultimate message here is like, we're just two guys. We put out kind of imperfect lists, and in, in in a way, but we put out the stuff we love, and you know, no, we you know, we we put out what we feel is the best. And like, I'm not gonna put bloody fucking murder on because those films are horrible. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Shit. And of course, Scream is technically a slasher, but I think Scream sucks a dick. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Scream at all. So yeah. you know what I mean. So there you go. Like, I mean. And then you get and see the thing is Wes Craven sucks a dick anyway because he spawned people spawned <coughs> films like Wes Craven started this which started that then you have Scream then you have I yeah. Summer then you have the Grudge then you have this then you I'm like oh God please stop <laughs> you know what I mean yeah that's what it's like uh, what was that fucking film with uh, um, oh what was her name God she was in Speed with Keanu Reeves. Oh, um, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. She was in that film, uh, Miss, Miss Congeniality. Is that a slasher film now? I mean, what do we have? Like, because I was big in Murphy Brown anyway, so Candace Burden. So I got her shoulder pads with Murphy Brown. It really did it for me. But, uh, <laughs> like, is that a slasher now? So, like, the more you get convoluted with these new kind of styles of films, it's a little hard to pinpoint certain certain things yeah yeah so but i think you did a good job and i really liked your list i'm glad you liked it yeah no i think we did all right um and of course like i said before uh people listen 
feel free. Just, you know, come on the uh, TMB DOS Facebook page. And uh, if you want to, you know, list uh, your top 20s, go ahead and then we'll we'll, uh, we'll look at that shit. But um, if, if you want to do a, if you want us to do a concise review on any of them, let us know. Yeah, that, that as well. Like, uh, if, if there was, like, slashers we didn't mention, and it's like, you're like, you guys should review this one because you definitely missed this one on your fucking list, you fucking assholes. Well, you know, give us give us some slasher films that uh, we were not covering here, and uh, maybe we'll cover them and uh, talk about them, see what we think. So I got no problem doing that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Paul, where can people find you on the interwebs? You can just find me over on uh, YouTube and Twitter at PA Brew News. We have Oil Pains by P. Romaley over on Instagram and Facebook. Maniacs Meat Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And do the Maniacs Meat Podcast here on YouTube at PA Brew News. Right on. And uh, you can find all stuff at tmbdos.podbean.com. And, and until next time, thank you, Paul. Thank you, people, for listening. He's real. Lore of the campfire, telling of his horror. Lost in the woods with the madman and the stars. Don't laugh at the tales. Heed if you call him the Thank you for listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Site. For further episodes, our Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and YouTube links, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through.